You're leaving a door open. And the door that's open is the door called your heart. And if you're not careful, you're letting things get into your heart that can choke the word and then stop it from working in your life. Now, watch this. I want to show you this first. In the first part, I want to show you is how you get born again. The second part I'm going to show you is after I'm born again, why is it now that I'm not receiving what I should have? Because now it could be I may be born again, but I'm just not allowing the word to germinate in my heart so that it can become everything that God designed. Because when God's word really does hit my heart, I should really have a harvest. And it ain't a one harvest. You understand what I mean? It ain't one for one. No, y'all ain't kissed that. Y'all ain't kissed that. That's a shout moment. That's a shout moment. I don't think they caught that, Nils. It ain't a one for one. It's not a one for one. God's seed is designed to explode much more. So whatever, if he has sowed the one into your heart, he's expecting an explosion out of your heart. Y'all understand that? So when this, that's why you got to watch what gets in my heart. Why? Because everything that there, there are certain things, if I allow this word to get in my heart, man, I get exactly what grace has prepared. And you got to fight it. Somebody say, I must fight with everything I got to protect my heart. I've got to show you this. Hey, can you go back? Can you go to, can I show you something? Proverbs 4. I didn't mean to go there, but let's go there. Amen. It's a familiar part of scripture. Proverbs 4. What am I looking for? Uh, 17. Let's go to Proverbs 4 and 17. Go to the next verse. I'm going to get it. I think it was 21. Next verse. Next verse. <sighs> Look at this. Go back 20. That's where I wanted to go was 4 and 20. Come on, y'all got to help me preach. My son, my son, attend the what? My word. My son, attend the what? My word. Come on, y'all, let's go to work. My son, attend the what? My word. You heard this before. My son, attend the what? My word. My what? My word. And then he says what? Consent and what? Oh, stop, stop. What did he just say? Stop. What did he just say? Okay, my son, thank you. My son, attend to my words. Didn't he say that? Now, watch this. He says, attend to my words, but watch this. He goes on to say, consent, approve. Even though my word is my word, you have to accept, consent, agree to my word. And if I'm not careful, I'm not agreeing with his word and it's not getting in my heart. Because y'all listen to me. And so I'm not getting the harvest that I desire because I'm not consent. Some of the, hey, let's be realistic. Sometimes when you hear some of this word, it's some hard sayings. Oh, come on. Y'all. You know, don't tell me you've been the, the best little Christian all your life. Glory to God. And then all your life, every word that came, you were just so tickled to receive it all. Especially when he stepped on your toes. Got up into your business. 
How many of the Lord ever got up in your business? Has he ever done it while you was in church? Let me ask you a question. How'd you play it off? Just look straight forward. Sometimes you even said, amen. Yeah. You even did like that knowing, oh, yes. Oh. <laughs> and you know he was talking to you and you, you just played, oh, yeah, glory. You even jerked. Knowing the whole time it was tearing you up. But then you knew better was coming when you consented to it. You said, when I consent to this instead of rebelling, see, because when I resist God, I'm rebelling against him. I'm denying the fact that he is God. And this stuff is good. My saying, attend to my words. Consent and submit to my sayings. He said, I need you to submit to my sayings. Just don't talk about church. Don't just go to church. Submit to my saying. I'm going to tell you something. Folk drop off from church and stop doing certain things because the word is not in your heart. When the word ain't in your heart, it ain't in your heart. That's why some people come for a little bit and drop off. They, that's what the scripture said they're going to do because they had no root. When you have no root, you drop off. Oh, I'm going to read. Can I read you a bunch of them today? Scripture even said if they was with us, they'd have stayed with us. Because they wasn't with us, they, they went on over and on their little merry way. <laughs> I'm going to read that to you. Let them not depart from your what? Sight. Keep them where? He said keep it in the center of where? Next verse. For they are life to those who were. And healing and health to all their what? Flesh. So I got to pay attention to what's getting in my heart. Amen. Somebody say, I must, I must pay, attention pay attention to what I am allowing, what I'm allowing to, get to get in my heart. All right. Go back to uh, 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 Matthew 13. Let's go back to where we left off. Y'all getting anything so far? Oh, we got a long way to go. Amen. God is good. Amen. Don't get me wrong. Y- y'all understand what I was talking about with preaching and teaching? You know, I mean, it is what it is. <laughs> you know what I mean? Did you see how the world exploded uh, in the 80s when teaching really became prevalent? Oh, y'all ain't see it. And I mean, churches just exploded like I don't know what. And then you had all these little carbon copies that are going on. But a lot of folk are still doing their own religion. All right. Watch this. He said this. Real quick, y'all, I got to go. This is the reason I speak to them in the parables, because having the power of seeing, they do not see. Oh, okay, we read that. Go next verse. For this nation's heart has grown gross, fat, and dull, and their ears heavy and difficult of hearing. Their eyes have tightly closed lest they should see. Isn't that something? We are actually, what he's actually saying is people are actually closing their eyes, squeezing them real tight so they can't see. Picture picture that. You ever say, close your eyes. And that's what folk are doing when it comes time, spiritually, that's what we're doing when it comes time. I don't want to see. I don't want to see. Amen. Is that all right? 
lest they see and perceive with their eyes and hear and comprehend the sense with their ears and grasp and understand with their heart and turn and I should heal them. Next verse quickly. But blessed, happy, fortunate, and to be envied are your eyes because they do see and your ears because they do hear. Look at this. That's good, isn't it? Truly, I tell you, many prophets and righteous men, men who were upright and upright standing with God. Oh, man, that is so awesome. Yearn to see what you see and did not see it and to hear what you hear and did not hear it. We live in a dispensation that allows us to hear and see things that upright standing men of God that came before us didn't get a shot to see. But we get a shot to see it through the Spirit of God. You have to understand that. It's the Spirit of God because we have the Spirit of God. They didn't have the opportunity to have the fullness of the Spirit like we had. Listen to the meaning of the parable of the soul. You like how I did that? Listen. You like, you give me say something? No, I was reading on screen. All right, watch this, watch this. Come on, quickly, quickly. While anyone is hearing the word of the kingdom and does not grasp and comprehend it, evil one comes and snatches away that was sown. Now, we're going to go back and break these down, break these off. This is what was sown along the roadside. We didn't talk about this, but we need to really identify this because, one, if I'm sitting here, I got the one, first things first, I got to identify I am a believer. Second thing, second thing, I got to get to this place, you know, I got to get to this place where I, I recognize that I got to watch what's getting in my heart because that could be corrupting my heart to the degree that I'm not receiving. All right. The evil one comes and snatches away which was sown in his heart. This is what was sown along the roadside. Right quickly. And for what was sown on thin rocky soil, this is he who hears the word and at once welcomes and accepts it with joy. Amen. Yet there was no root in him, in him, but is temporary, inconsistent, last but a little while. And when, I, when affliction or trouble, watch it, persecution comes on account of the word, at once he is caused to stumble. He is repelled against the distrust and desert him whom he ought to trust and obey and he falls away. Y'all see that? Yeah. All right. Next verse. As for, is that next verse? Yeah. Okay. Right. As for what was sown among thorns, this is he who hears the word, but the cares of the world and the, the, the pleasures and the life and glamour and deceitfulness of riches choke and suffocate the word and it yields no fruit. Y'all see that? Next verse, please. As for what was sown on good sale. So this is he who hears the word. Watch this, write this down in case we don't get back. As for what was sown on good soil, this is he who hears what? And grabs it and comprehends it. This is one of the things that Satan, this is one of the, uh, if I can look at this, I want, what would I like to say is, this is the main thing that he wants to negate right here. He doesn't want you to get comprehend. Watch this. He don't want you to grasp or comprehend this because once you do, you start receiving like crazy. Amen. That's why, look, that's why you, when you're sitting here and you're listening to church, even when you, I, and, and you know, I ain't hating on nobody with a radio program or something or teaching on television, but if you're sitting there listening, you should listen with an ear of intent to grasp in the head. You know what I mean? Are y'all listening to me? Why? Because I got to get this. I can't let anybody or anything disrupt you. 
Because, see, it, it, it's all about me comprehending. Once I understand what healing really is, I can walk in it. If I don't know healing was for me, I can't walk in it. Does that make sense? All right, now watch this. In case of 100 times such much as was sown, in another 60 times as much and another 30. Watch this. Go down to 44th verse. 44. I want to show you something real quick. Another parable he set forth before them saying, oh, wrong. The kingdom of heaven is like something precious buried in a field, which a man found and hid again. Then in his joy, he goes, sells all he has and buys that field. That's awesome. Come on, somebody say, that's, that's some good stuff. I'm a little ahead of myself with this, but let's go to the for, for, uh, next verse. Watch this. And the, again, the kingdom of heaven is like a man who is a dealer in search of fine and precious pearls. Look what he says. Next verse. Who in fine of a single pearl. Now, y'all realize pearls was a great thing back in the day. Amen. To get a pearl, man, you had something. So, amen. I mean, I mean, a lot of folk gave these pearls away. Uh, kings and people gave other folk, great folk pearls. So to have a pearl, man, man, that you had money. Went and sold all he had and bought it. See, because somebody didn't recognize what they had. Now, I want to show you something about these two, and let's go backwards. One of the things you have to recognize and understand is this. When it comes to Christ, I got to go all in. Did y'all catch what I just said? Okay, let me say it again. When it comes to God, I have to go all in. I have to see you found something and it's called the kingdom of heaven. What he's telling you is sell everything you got. (laughs) I know there's two different teachings out there. There's another teaching that says that God's looking for you and he found you. I my research has told me he has said that you should sell everything you got. Because what's in this field, this heavenly field of yours. What is here is something that you need. And you know once you possess it, once it's in your possession, it's everything you ever would need, everything you would desire, everything you want to become is right in this field. That's why you sell all you have. The joy is in selling what you have. We've made it a pain to sell what you have, but it is not a pain to sell. It's a joy to sell because once I give up what I got, I get more back. Oh, man, y'all got to understand me. It's all about understanding the great exchange. You're giving what you have to possess what he has. But the enemy, you ever notice that about tithes and offering? How about y'all? Y'all remember that about tithes? The enemy always has you focused on the 90. And so when you're giving your 10, he got you focused on 90. So it's really hard for you even to give 10. Because you're so focused on your 90. And then what happens is you focus on what you don't have. Rather, when he already told you, don't worry about it, I got you. He said, this is just obedience for you to get even. I want you to get involved with my kingdom. Get involved in kingdom ways so you can receive more. Are y'all with me? That's why you don't, I don't even think when it comes to giving. 
I mean, especially when it becomes tithing. I don't know about you. I don't think. How many of y'all think about it? I don't really think. It's just auto. It's on autopilot. I'm, I'm already flying that way. I'm already in total agreement. So I, there's no big fight on, with me on that. And, and, you know, God has blessed me. In other ways, God just keeps blessing me, and I'm just so tickled to be blessed. You know, stop hating on people because they're obedient to God and you not. Isn't that good? You know, because he said, if you be, if you be willing and old, you should eat the what? Good of the land. Well, if I'm obeying him, why shouldn't I walk in the bed? Why shouldn't I be able to receive things? Are you with me? Now, I'm not being consumed with things, but I'm saying, why shouldn't I be able to have something? Why shouldn't I be able to live life to the full till it overflows? Why shouldn't it? I mean, the only reason you don't want it, want it sometimes because, see, you let some ignoramus talk you out of what God's word says. Did, did I say it right? You let an ignoramus talk you out of what, what his word says. And just because he stands up here and says it, that don't mean it's true. God's word is what it says. I follow you as long as you follow that word. You get out of that word. I mean, I tell you before, I tell you, I was somewhere before and I'll say it again. The man told us, put our Bibles down. When he told me, put my Bibles down, he was up there preaching. Get ready to teach or preach, whatever he was going to try to do. And he told us, put our Bibles down. Remember that, baby? He come back to town real soon. He told us, put our Bibles down. Well-known, big-time guy. He said, I don't want to mark him because I can mark him too well. He said, put your Bibles away. We're going to have a talk. I tell people this all the time. He said, we're going to have a talk. Put your Bibles underneath things. I said, as soon as we put my Bibles down, I turned them off. That's right. That's right. I said, I'm, I, you know, I was so tempted to walk out. Because I said, we ain't going to get nothing but his opinion tonight. Give me something. Give me that word. Go back to Matthew 13. All right. It's got good. Write this down real quick, real quick, because we're out of time. We're out of time almost. Y'all right? Write these three things down. First, first three things I want you to get out of this, these scriptures. Number one is, is this. We have to identify who is the sower. Jesus said this in Mark 14, 4 and 14. The sower sows the word, the word of God. So what the sower does, he's sowing word into you to get Fruit from you. Somebody say amen. amen. Every farmer who broadcasts or is broadcasting, and when I mean broadcasting, he's sowing seed. How many of y'all have been a farmer or you've been a planter? I mean, how many of y'all have had a garden? Oh, a few of y'all. I mean, you, when, you, when you plant it, you plant it because you wanted a harvest. Amen. There was some type of expectation. So when the sower sows, watch this. Child of God, you got to get this. When the sower sows, he's already expecting more back than what he sows. So, oh, man, when you get this, you will start getting in a place where you go. All you'll do is just throw your hands up and go, I receive. I receive because, see, when the word hits you, it's designed to bring about more in you. It's going to bring about more out of you. It's going to come out of you more. Somebody say Amen. See, that's why he's sowing. He knows what he's got to get in you, and he knows he needs more out of you. Come on. Come 
Somebody say amen. amen. I got to have this fruit. I have to recognize fruit must come from my life. Amen. Somebody's got to be able to see that this word works. We just came out of uh, uh, on those Wednesday nights talking and we ended up talking about love. And man, the whole thing packed out here. Glory to God. I mean, folk were getting free. And, and you should still be getting free, still be working on folk that don't like you. Hey, man, y'all prayed for them. You did your homework. You prayed for them every day. Did you pray for them today? There you go. Father, I thank you for such and such. They are blessed and highly favored. They're walking in your word. You're sending people your word. That's how you, that's how you send love. That's how you kill that I hate you in your heart. See, people got to see some type of fruit coming out of us to know that we are his children. Oh, come on. Somebody say amen. All right. So number one, we identify that the sower is Jesus Christ. Number two, we identify his intention is to get more. His goal is to sow it on good ground so he can get more. The whole purpose of him sowing into your heart is to get more. You're going to determine whether your heart is good ground or it's stony or it's hard ground. Somebody say amen. amen. Third thing is, when the sower sows, he's sowing because he's making an investment. Because he knows he sows today, he's going to reap later on. I want to show you something. Next thing I have to understand, write this down, is that when the seed is sowed, it holds great power. The seed holds great power, and that great power is called life. Keep me straight, son. Son, I know I just ran out of my time, but keep me straight, please. Before the seed falls on the soil... The soil is devoid of life. Oh, y'all didn't catch that. The soil lies barren and empty. But when the seed falls on the good ground, the seed germinates within the ground that it now goes in. But before it went into the ground, there was no life in the ground. Life happened once the seed got in. Oh, man, that's good. <laughs> Where there was once barrenness, there now becomes fruit. Secondly, or, 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 or fourth or fifth, the seed is going to hold great promise. Every seed that was sown, write this down, every seed that was sown by the sower had the potential, had the potential to produce more seed. The whole purpose of this seed was every seed had the potential to produce more seed. But if it got on the wrong ground, it didn't reproduce, it didn't produce any seed. Amen. Watch this. Let's go to verse 4. Take me back to verse 4. Let them see verse 4. We're going to read verse 4 and 19. I want to show you this. Now we want to quickly go over the soil. Somebody say amen. amen. 
See, because in life, uh, you know what? Write this down. Write this down. I'm going to write this down. I told you this before, but I won't tell you again. Write this down. You ready? Life as a believer consists of, uh, as a believer, there's always going to be six types of individuals. I've told you this before, but I want you to get it again. The first individual is going to be called, and see, I'm going to tell you this before I get into you recognizing the soil because you might be one of these individuals and that means your soil ain't right, which means your heart ain't right. Somebody say amen. All right. First individual is a holdout. First individual is a holdout. The holdouts are people who are afraid to commit because of the cost they will have to pay because there's a cost involved. So I'll sit on the sidelines or I won't get involved, not recognizing that I need to get involved. Secondly is the lookout. I didn't teach you this before. You don't remember this? <laughs> okay, well, hey, new to you, did. Because <laughs> I was online one time. I was online one time, and uh, somebody was talking, and uh, they were chitter-chatting. And I said, you know, sometimes I get tired of listening to stupid. And so I said, here's a little something for you. Eat this. Quiet. Because it was compromising. And I said, that means, you know, secondly, your lookout. Lookouts or seeing what happens before others get involved. See, I've got to be careful because things are getting in my heart, and I've got to be careful. Am I a lookout? The, thirdly, am I a sellout? A sellout, and this is what I told this person, uh, you're a compromiser who will join in with the world at the first chance you get. You'll sell out. When you're hanging out with the world, you'll sell out. You can say all you want. You sell out. Somebody say amen. amen. <laughs> y'all getting anything? The first time I taught you this. Some of y'all got it before. Some of y'all first. Okay, well, first for some of y'all. Uh, number four, you're a cop-out. Cop-outs are complainers. They do a lot of talking about things that may not be right, but they never get involved. That's a sellout. I mean, a cop-out. And number five is a dropout. A dropout are people who start but quit when the going gets tough. When the going gets tough, folks just drop out. They just drop out. And you got to be careful because your heart could be off when you're dropping out. And last but not least, this is where we're trying to get to today. It's number six. These are the sold outs. Amen. The sold outs are folks who are committed and unselfish, knowing and unselfish know matter what comes and goes, they stay in place. They stay and do what the will of God says do because it's all about God's glory. No matter how much the wind blows, they stay 
where they're supposed to be. Simply now, I'm not. Ta- I'm talking about they stay and make a stand on the Word of God. That's what I want you to understand. I'm not talking about something different. They make a stand on the Word of God because this is where I'm supposed to be. This is what I'm supposed to do when it pertains to His Word. I don't move off of it. Somebody say Amen. amen. All right. Now let's go back. I want to talk about real briefly. I got to go, but I got to, can I get in a couple of, so let's look at the first soil, all right? Uh, as, he, as he sowed, some seeds fell by the roadside, and the birds came and ate them. Look what he said, 19th verse. While anyone is hearing the word of the kingdom, then he explains it in the 19th verse, he says, it, now I'm reading out to Amplify, while anyone is hearing the word of the kingdom and does not grasp and comprehend it, the evil one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. This is what was sown along the roadside. So write this down. The, road, the wayside refers to narrow footpaths that have been ran through the field. So they are this path. I don't know about you, but when I was growing up, we ran through the woods all the time. How many of y'all live close to woods or something? Okay. How many of y'all, okay, here's another thing. How many of y'all, y'all city folk, okay. How many of you had a yard? Okay. How many in your yard you had a dog or you? That, <laughs> wait a minute, y'all got to understand where I'm going. You had a dog or you that made a path in your yard. You understand what I mean? No, 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 no. Come on. Yeah, y'all pay attention. You made a, no, you made a path. You kept doing the same thing to go get the trash every time. You made a path. You know, every time you're going back to get the trash, you go the same way every time. Yeah. Remember, the dog go out, he run around the same fence every time. And then next thing you know, he done made a path. He done ate up all where the, where the grass used to be, and he done packed it down so bad. Or you done packed it down so bad, nothing now grows. And so now when you go to sow seed on it, what happens is the seed lays upon it. It really can't get down in it because you have made it so hard. If you're not careful, when it comes to the word of God, there are certain things you have compacted down other than the word. And you have prevented now the word from getting on the inside of you. Can I show you how? All right, write this down. This is how you know. All right. This is how I know, because this really does speak of the person. This is a person who hears the gospel, but he doesn't understand it. That means he doesn't, watch this, when he says he doesn't understand it, it is actually saying he does not make the connection. Oh, y'all didn't catch that understand. See, because we thought it was all the time, well, it was so complicated I didn't get it. No, a lot of times it's I don't see where it connects with my life. And because it does not connect with my life or I don't see it connecting with my life, hey, I chuck it out. And so now that word, why? Because this, you know, if, if, they, if they had been here today, that message pastor preached, he would have got them. Or taught. You, you, you understand what I'm saying? Did y'all miss what I just said? Because everything we hear is not for us. It's for somebody else. See, if I'm not careful, I have now pressed this 
soiled down to the point where I can't even get anything in. Why? Because I don't understand it because it ain't for me. That's for grown-ups to give saved. It ain't for me to live right. I mean, was he talking to me? He ain't talking to me because I'm going to do what I'm going to do. Look what the Bible says. 1 Corinthians 1 and 18. Quickly, 1 Corinthians 1 and 18. These people are callous. They are cold towards the things of God. You start talking about God, they're upset. How many of y'all ever talked to a believer? No, no, no. We're talking about believers. Folks who said they are believers. And you start talking God. They get mad at you. Why you got to bring up God all the time? All you ever talk about is God, God, God. Don't you talk about anything else but God? What is there? That's what we're going to talk about when we get to heaven. God, look at him. Isn't he great? Oh, my God, isn't this great? Oh! What else you going to talk about? Yeah, yeah. How about, yeah, yeah. You see the game last night? Everybody done seen the game. How many games we got to see before we realize you... Glory to God. Oh, man, that was good. Amen. I almost did something this week, and I said, no, I ain't going to do it. I ain't going to do it. And, you know, because I found out on our, (laughs) you know, (laughs) I ain't going to. Can I tell you what I thought? Can I be transparent? Okay, if you don't want me to, I won't. Okay. (laughs) Well, we get ready to have barbecue, right? Exactly. And I've just realized that it's on the 7th. Because we want, it, we want it next week, really. Because, you know, I just want it next week. I think that's just the best week always. But we just couldn't get it. And then it ends up on the 7th. You know what the 7th is? Yes. It's opening day. The women going, what? All the dudes are going, you know that's right. You better have something out there, ain't you? Come on. Can I get a witness? Can I get a witness? Hey, hey, hey. I'm in, I thought about that today. I was like, hey. I said, it's opening day. That's when every male factor, most of them, are sitting there like, no! Seriously, no! You're going to call that? You're going to call that? You buy it there by yourself, but you talk it. Some of you women are saying, well, I, told, I went to the game with Kevin the other day, right? Me and Kevin met the game, right? I swear, folks, just, I told Kevin, we running. I'm running. I said, come on, Kevin. I said, Kevin, we got to keep going, man. Come on. Kevin, come on. <laughs> See what was happening. Sometimes when we're moving, trying to get to a place, you know, we got a witch comb. Just keep up. Okay, that's my thing. All right. But I told Kevin, I said, Kevin, why isn't everybody trying to get in their seat? And I said, it must be because everybody isn't here for the same reason. And I said, I think they might be here to get drunk. And we come see a game, but they come to get drunk. Are you you following? If I'm not careful, the same thing comes with the church. I may not be coming to hear the word. Oh, God. I will correct that. 
was good. Let me tell you what he just said. Now watch this. He said, no, correct that, correct it. He said, see, them folk, you know, he said, he didn't say correct, just change it. He said, because them folk, like Kevin, me and Kevin had a guy, you know, he was truly drunk. I mean, but here's the thing I, I picked up at the game. They keep serving them. Bring me one over here. And this cat, and I was like, this cat's going to drink it under. He kept drinking, and then he started talking, and he was the comedian. And I told Kevin sitting there trying not to laugh. And I said, oh, my God. I said, I think they come to get drunk. What do you come to church for? God just said, shouldn't you come to get drunk? He said that over here. He said, when you get drunk all up in the spirit, man, you don't care what nobody thinks. Come on now. When you get drunk all up in the spirit, man, you really, you, that's when you're free. And you notice nobody can tell you nothing when you're drunk in the spirit. You get all loud and everything. Glory! You don't care who, but, and they try to tell you, shut up there, uncle, shut up. And they go, no, nah, no, nah, you can't tell me to shut up. Anybody going to tell me shut up here? You know what I'm saying? What if we got drunk in church like this? On the word and the spirit of the Lord. Couldn't nobody, I mean, now you're under the power of God, but you're just allowing God to do what he wants to do. You know, somebody once said this, when you get so drunk in the spirit, your faith takes on to another level that you are never, ever thinking about that it can't work. You just believe and know that it will because you're so drunk. You, you just can do anything now. Somebody say amen. Is God good? All right. Amen. Oh, man. Guess what? Amen. Let me give you one more thing. Say amen. Is that all right? I was giving you a scripture. Look what the scripture says. For the story and the message of the cross is sheer absurdity and folly to those who are perishing and on their way to perdition. But to those who are being saved, it is the manifestation of the power of God. You need to recognize and open your eyes that this is, this is God's will and God's way. If I love me some God, his word is first place in me. Amen. Write this down. We've got to go. The wayside soul symbolizes the rebelliousness of people who listen to good news of God's way of salvation. But what they hear makes no impression on their soul. That means they listen, but they do not act. I got to be careful. If I get to the place of listening that I didn't and I do not act, I've just gotten on the path where I'm just running back and forth on the same path and the word gets not in my heart. Somebody say amen. amen. Oh, guess what? I didn't tell you the whole story on that, did I? Well, I'm out of time. I thank you for yours. Amen.